Hey everyone, welcome to the West Next Podcast. My name is Chanel Wilkins, and this is a special episode right here because we are just gonna kind of have a free unedited podcast episode for you guys because shit, actually, let me change the way I did that shit. <laughs> welcome to the West Next Podcast. As you know, my name is Chanel Wilkins, and thank you for being a part of my crew and thank you for watching all the episodes i appreciate all y'all and this is in this particular I, i'm not even sure to call it an episode just this content is for a particular group of people who want me to react to some big wrestling news and as i know a lot of y'all that follow the podcast are wrestling fans so this is for you guys there's no way as a wrestling fan as a pro wrestling fan you cannot or sports entertaining uh, fan depending on how you see the business right this there's no way I can't talk about this um, in full detail elaborate so I felt like this is the time to share with all of y'all and for a guest I have today I have one of my good friends I have a friend who knows a lot about wrestling who's actually taught me a few things he knows a lot about the history of wrestling I gotta give it, I gotta give him credit my boy Nick Provenzato, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a nice Saturday. I feel rested. I feel relaxed after a long week of being a camp counselor. And when this news happened, yo, I, I I'm not gonna lie, like it was it was shocking, a little bit surprising, a little bit like, eh, you kind of see the the writing on the wall coming. But um, yeah, however you want to see this, this is gonna change the wrestling landscape forever like you guys thought that you know like the content changing to tv 14 was going to be big nope you thought that when cm punk came back it was going to be big nope this this moment right here is going to make or break the wrestling product for years to come and i just can't wait to dive into this episode yeah nick is definitely excited for this episode he even decided not to drink last night uh, to be here <laughs> For me and you guys, so you know, give give Nick some love um, in the comment section and just show some support. I'll put his Instagram um, in the description. Uh, also, they- uh, she would be upset if I didn't shout her out. So shout out Athena, my girlfriend. Um, oh lord, yeah, she wants to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she wanted to be included, so she wanted a shout out. So oh, I was god. like, shout out, to right, shout out to Athena, man. Shout out to Athena. Yeah. So let's so let's dive into it. Obviously, as we know, at 76 years old, Vince McMahon has officially stepped down as the CEO of WWE. Uh, we kind of talked, Nick kind of talked about it a little bit, but just what are your initial reactions to hearing this? Because most people didn't think it we would see the day until he's, you know, dead. Well, here's the thing. Uh, so when the, like, all right. I know that the allegations have happened, right? Obviously, everybody took those allegations very seriously. Um, I'm not sure um, which outlet broke the allegations first. I'm not sure if it was New York Times or USA Today, but it was a pretty big news the outlet that broke Journal. them. Wall Street Journal. There we go. Wall Street Journal was the one who broke the news. Thank you for that. And um, yeah, like when that happened, uh, a lot of uh, kind of people were like, at least in my circle, we're like, are we really surprised about this? Like Vince has gone, has gotten away with a lot of shit in his career. And this only adds to that laundry list of shit that he's gotten 
gotten, you know, away with, uh, except for now, because, you know, it's been brought to light. But, um, you know, I, I kind of I'm not as shocked as most people are, because you kind of saw the writing on the wall when like um, the allegations weren't were like when um, it was getting investigated and like passed its settlement. And um, it was going to put Vince in some really, really, really big hot water. Um, then the, as soon as the allegations were at its height, Vince McMahon walked out on Monday Night Raw and greeted the universe, almost as if like he realized that his time is coming. And like he was just like, I'm just going to eat, eat up the crowd noise and eat up all the crowd reaction as much as possible. That was just my reactions to him walking out on Raw. Um, that one night when the allegations were at the peak and hearing this, I, I, I remember that he stepped down to CEO and chairman of WWE, but then he also added that he would still re- retain his creative role, but now he's officially retired. Now he's not in any managerial or backstage roles in any capacity of the company. And this is a legitimate retirement. This is not storyline or anything of that nature. He's fully retired. And from what I've been hearing backstage uh, from um, numerous like wrestling news sites is that there is high backstage morale because of the decision, because they think it will breed some new breath into uh, the creative scene. And the fact that the product will soon be switching to TV 14 uh, with a new creative direction who knows what that looks like um also i don't know if anybody has also um talked about this before but there is a report going on that before smackdown brock lesnar was incredibly upset that vince retired or announced his retirement and he's he he uh reportedly said some of the lines before smackdown went on the air if he's done i'm done and apparently he walked out before smackdown even happened but then returned uh, later in the show while it was still airing. So they, they uh, I believe during the SmackDown show that happened yesterday, they wrote a bunch of segments, uh, especially main event segments where Brock would come back into the, into, um, the main event uh, matches if possible to cause a run-in, which he did. And he attacked Theory at the end of Friday's uh, Friday Night SmackDown. So I don't know how also much Brock has or Brock has with the company because he obviously loved Vince and Vince gave him his opportunity. A lot of the old heads in wrestling are going to obviously gravitate towards Vince McMahon because they gave, he gave him, gave them their shot in wrestling. And then they went on to become like megastars. So, you know, who knows what the future holds i guess we can do our best in this podcast to figure out but yeah just hearing all of that and just hearing the reports about brock leaving and then coming back in the show after they rewritten the entire show without him it's kind of crazy um i will say this though last night's friday night smackdown wasn't a good one i think that the creative direction was still very lacking but i think that listen i was like, a lot was going on especially regarding the vince news and i think that um you know just the entire situation isn't really one to really push blame on why the show wasn't as good as possible. And I feel like this is only going to get better once they have a clear direction of where they want to go. Um, so yeah, those are my like initial thoughts. Uh, 
And whoever is going to be in ahead of, ahead of creative, I heard it's going to be Bruce Pritchard. Uh, could be Kevin Dunn. We don't know yet, but that's all I've been hearing. Those are my like first reactions to the news. But yeah, that, that's just that's just my take on it. Yeah, and I and before we get into like the future and Brock Lesnar and just all of that, I do want to like recap the actual allegations. So it was first reported. Um, back in April of this year, 2022, that Vince McMahon allegedly paid a woman $3 million to keep a sexual relation between them confidential. Um, it was a reported paralegal in the WWE department, and uh, they reached a three they reached a $3 million settlement for her to, you know, keep quiet about their relationship and their sexual encounters. All while he is actually still married to Linda McMahon, uh, who is what what is she in the actual government? Like a criminal defense, a criminal defense, like chair of criminal defense or something like that. She I um, yeah, I don't actually know Linda's like because I'm not really in. I love history, you know that, but I'm not really into like politics. I know yeah. that she is a Republican politician. Um, I don't know if she is in any cabinet or if, not. Sorry, not cabinet. I'm not U.S. cabinet. I don't know if she's any position in office right now, but I know that um. I'll say this on when uh, Vince McMahon did an appearance on Pat McAfee's podcast um, and he was there for an hour. And when he kept referring to Linda, he kept saying my wife at the time, right. Implying that they might be separated now. You know, I'll just add that, but her position, I'll look it up actually. Well, while you, I guess, carry on with everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about the, incident with the paralegal and during that relationship Vince McMahon uh, reportedly suggested that her pay rate go from uh, her initial $100,000 um, which is that which is for some reason an entry-level salary in WWE for a paralegal which was which is honestly very unique in and of itself but she he suggested to raise her salary two times her initial base salary to $300,000 but instead, um, I guess I guess someone in their department was like, absolutely not. So they raised it to two hundred thousand. So she got an extra two hundred thousand dollars the following year um, after her alleged encounter with Mr. McMahon. And then she left the company and then they reached a settlement for her to be quiet. And then later on, uh, according to uh, two, three writers from the. Wall Street Journal, including Joe Finn and Ted Mon, they it broke that he Vince McMahon paid four different women, including the paralegal, um, more than twelve million dollars over the last sixteen years for the silence in regarding the sexual misconduct and infidelity. One of those women, um, which is kind of like the bit was to me the big headline with a former wrestler that got released in two thousand five. So you could like break down the names of those things if you want but uh, for this conversation we won't so well, I think the wrestler got an ele- got negotiated for a 7.5 million dollar settlement in 2018 to keep her um, to keep her quiet about the infidelity and sexual misconduct allegations and then other, and then the other two women I think got at least a one million dollar payout so it's it's crazy it's crazy that you know this happened we don't Again, we, the investigation is still going on, and Vince McMahon did step down as CEO, but I think this is important to mention. He has stepped down as CEO 
while the investigation is going on. So if he if the investigation does come back, he could step back into his role as CEO. But as far as during the investigation, which is still very much going on, he has stepped down for the time being. Uh, just wanted to add. So I found out what Linda actually does right now. She's the chair of the board for the A1 policy. That's the Twitter handle, but it actually stands for American America First Policy Institute. And she's the chairman of the board there. Uh, I think I said she was she was a former um, Trump administration official. So she was in like the the um, that little cabinet. And she she for, she served as a professional wrestling executive and performer, obviously. And she served as the 25th administrator of small business administration from 2017 and 2019. So that's what Linda's been up to recently. In the wrestling world, obviously, she's not really mentioned as much. Right. Uh, we all basically the only thing I remember her for is taking that horrible stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, that's what I remember. That's what I. Remember. That's what you remember her for. I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember her for taking that terrible stunner from uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin when she got stunned. I forgot what year it was, but it. But it was. Oh yeah, it was. She didn't even like take it. She like fell back. Right. She like fell back after the after the stunner actually happened. But anyway, you you, you want to know what I remember her for? Real quick, before we move on, you know what I remember her for? When I was with the my my like the little dinner with my co-counselors yesterday and they wanted to know what we're going to record the, this podcast on. And I, and they were talking about the shitty things that Vince has done over the years. And I was like, you think that's shitty? I was like, I remember when he was in the storyline where, where Linda was basically drugged up all the way. So she was in a wheelchair that's right? and he, and he would make out with Trish Stratus on live TV in front of her. <laughs> I do. Oh, you know what? I do remember that now. I, I, again, that's not the main thing I remember her for, but I remember that now. Yeah, I mean, again, again these little uh, allegations it are crazy because this is this is personal life, Vince McMahon. Now, the on-screen yeah. character you see of Vince McMahon, you wouldn't be surprised, but at the end of the day, you do got to remember that's the on-screen character, and there's the difference between performing on the big stage and then their personal life. So, yeah, you know, that's why I think some people aren't surprised because the on-air character of Vince McMahon doing crazy stuff like this. And then also, uh, I'm not sure if you remember in 1999, he fought God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did. like a big spotlight. <laughs> and, Didn't oh, he book himself to win that match? <laughs> I, did he? I think so. Yeah. It, it was like him and it was like God. Shawn, and him, and, him and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God. <laughs> yeah. And he, I was like, what are we doing? The, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I hate the argument when they went, you know, like, WE always, like, shits on, like, WCW. Because, like, yeah, they had some really bad ideas. I was like, you guys had a spotlight come down to the ring <laughs> and yeah, introduced them. I was like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. The 90s were a crazy time anyway. Yeah, totally different time. If that happened in 2022... He he would he would be stepping he would be stepping Bro, down just as fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, yeah. So I want to talk quickly about the paralegal and her situation, which is crazy in and of itself. So the so for her resume, she it it could have been argued that she didn't even deserve the base salary that she got at the paralegal in WWE because the average paralegal salary is around like fifty seven thousand dollars at the entry level position. She got $100,000, and all. And the main thing she had on her resume pertaining to any qualification of being a paralegal 
that she had, she had attended law school and that she also met Vince McMahon in his condo in Stanford, Connecticut or Stanford, Connecticut. So she wasn't even qualified for the position and they met before she even got hired. So she got hired, got a major base salary that arguably probably shouldn't have happened. And then they had their sexual encounter, allegedly. Got, I got to remember to use the word allegedly. And then a year later, her salary raised an extra $100,000. And then she got a three, $3 million settlement, which is an absolutely insane thing. And then also the big thing about her is that John Laurinaitis, the head of the former head of talent relations, who's also under investigation, was passed on to her, was passed on to him by Vince McMahon. Uh, the, I think the quote was that Vince McMahon gave her like a toy to John Laurinaitis. What are your thoughts on the John, on John Laurinaitis also being involved in these allegations? Oh, yeah, I know uh, some wrestling fans, we call him Johnny Ace because that was his name in the ring. So Johnny Ace, like, I knew from the mo- – I've heard some numerous stories about him, you know, throughout the years. You know, like, I, I think there is some truth to when, when to when um, you know, Punk did all those promos and they called him a kiss-ass. Like, there is some truth to that behind closed circles because, the, like, a lot of people didn't like him. And I, you know, there, there's countless numbers of like creative decisions and creative frustrations from Johnny Ace, especially towards like women wrestlers. I'm not sure if it was him. I think it was him, which is a report where like he wanted like m- more like women to get TV time and dress like sexier, quote unquote. Right. I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the former women's uh, wrestler, Ember Moon, who now goes under the name Athena, no relation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go, go, yeah. So she, she she wrestles under that name. I think she got on Renee Renee is a podcast oral sessions and then discussed like how um, she they wanted her to want uh, her to dress more like Mandy Rose, uh, like all like you know like kind of like cleavage kind of out and you know like smaller pants and everything and she was like sorry i'm not mandy rose like and she and she meant this with no disrespect to mandy she was like mandy's killing it doing her own thing but i am my own person and i'm not gonna like like you know like bend bend to the knee just to like please like you and your your vision of how women should dress sexy and everything like that and you know that's what she ultimately you know said on renee's podcast about it but yeah there's just to go back to the question, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff, um, you know, that, that goes, like, kind of gets, like, swept under the rug about John Laurinaitis and, like, whatever he's really done because it wasn't really as documented until now. So just to hear his his name being thrown into all of this, my first reaction was, oh, yeah, he's done. Like, there's no way that, like, if Vince is going to eat shit for this, then certainly someone right underneath him is going to as well. So then I was like, there's no way that that Johnny Ace is just going to like just stay employed or stayed in his in his position with all of this happening. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just it was just crazy. I knew he I knew that he might have had, you know, like some, you know, instances of what Vince was doing. But to hear him being involved in it, I was just like, that's just the nail in the coffin for him. So we might not 
ever see him really in like the professional landscape form ever again after this. And, you know, yeah, that's just my thoughts on, on his involvement with everything. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about John Laurinaitis because there's a lot that goes with John Laurinaitis and the dynamics of this whole situation. Vince, like Vince McMahon has the benefit of owning the whole company and also being the majority, sorry, the majority shareholder in the company, which he still has, by the way. Vince McMahon still is the majority shareholder of WWE. He might have stepped down from his position, but he still holds a major share of WWE. So it's not like his impact is not going to not be seen and revealed on television, or not revealed, but not going to be noticed on television because he still has power within the WWE. John Laurinaitis doesn't have that same power. And, you know, we all, and like you like you said, with the Ember Moon story, there, there's a whole lot of allegate. there's a whole lot of rumors about John Laurinaitis prior to this whole situation. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you know who Jim Cornette is. Uh, uh, what was his role? He was a, for, he was a former creative uh you're the former creative guy with WWE back in like oh, we're talking 90s. about Cornette now. Oh, I know, no. <laughs> I know, but he there was there is a story that that he revealed that John Laurinaitis would go through um, bikini catalogs and hire women on the bikini catalogs to become wrestlers and then want them to be on TV, you know, dressing sexy, doing the pillow fights and you know, all and the bikini contest and all that and all that stuff that came with 90s wrestling, right? Oh no. Yep. So like and Vin, and Vince McMahon has this has same similar alleged stories. Again, again, you don't we don't for real know if they're true. We could I mean there's always like my I have my thoughts behind it. I I I personally think quite a few of them are true. Uh but again I don't I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there but so that's why I think sometimes when you hear the hear these stories in their personal life, you're not surprised because of what they what they seem to be like on television. Because it's not like they seem like innocent, you know, kind guys on television either. They they John Laurinaitis played heel. Vince McMahon was the ultimate heel in WWE. So some of this does, I think that's why some of this doesn't really surprise you that that this is how they conduct themselves in their personal life. And before I let you go, Nick, I do want to as something with John Laurinaitis that I just thought of that's very, very important and very messed up. Uh, if this is true that he did have the um, sexual allegation with the paralegal, this was during his wife being very sick. So his wife was very sick. I forgot exactly what it was, um, but she was sick with some sort of brain injury and he cheated on her while she had the brain injury if this wow. thing is true which is on another level of just pure sick and disgusting that's actually crazy wow that's 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 wild i i didn't even know that that thanks for actually obtaining that's actually pretty crazy wow yeah that that even makes him even look more worse than he already is right now right and and they and people have said he's not backstage anymore he is very he's very much gone and I mean, I think ultimately at the end of the day, he's somewhat taken care of based on the money he has made and the connections he's had. So it's not like I don't think this is going to be like ruining his whole life, but he is definitely going to be nowhere near WWE for sure. Uh, yeah, he might I, not be anywhere near wrestling. 
Oh, right. Oh, times. oh, I, oh, definitely. He won't. Yeah, you don't expect him to be all elite anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like John Laurinaitis, I think is for sure done. Vince McMahon, because of the power he still has, maybe not, but I think we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just yeah, that's crazy. It's just this, it, like I said, like this thing is like we needed to, or you needed to just get something out there for you know your podcast because I was like, this is like, how could you not talk about this? This is gonna have so much ripple effects between like the entire, like, I'm not just talking about WWE, I'm talking about AEW, I'm talking about Impact, I'm talking about ROH, I'm talking about New Japan, I'm talking about like any way we see wrestling product now, these, these are gonna be like something that we talk about for a while, like. How is WWE going to be do this? How is their competition going to be doing? Is there going to be things like this or investigations like this happening backstage? Like, um, are more wrestlers going to speak up about their time or with Vince or their time with John Laurinaitis and condemn them even more? Like, it's just going to be like an everlasting butterfly effect based on this moment. So, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Absolutely, and I do want to go into the future of professional wrestling we don't we only have about nine minutes left so before we get into that i want everyone to make sure to go follow the what's next podcast at what underscore what's next underscore and then also make sure to uh watch this video on either instagram i mean on either sorry spotify or apple music all you have to do is type in what's next podcast or you can type in Chanel Wilkins, C-H-A-N-N-E-L-L, Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And also, uh, we also have a new we also have a new partner that I will reveal on Instagram uh, later today. So be on tune for that because this episode is going up a little later today. So you know, make sure to stay tuned on that. You will find the post on my Instagram story underscore West Next underscore. But now let's talk about. The future of wrestling. I want to first talk about uh, the competition, which is AEW. How do you think this news of Vince McMahon stepping down affects all elite wrestling and Tony Khan? Okay, yeah. So I know we don't have a we don't have a ton of time here, but um, yeah, I think that uh, Tony. I think he tweeted out saying that yeah, thank you for being for like thank you for everyone. Now I am like the longest tenured like CEO in wrestling now, which is kind of funny, kind of like all right, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. But like, I, I mean, like, listen, they, this is their shot now. Like they know that they have X WWE guys and their own guys that they formed through their system. Like that, like a jungle boy, um, whatever, if MJF's thing is really a work or not, I'm sure it is because I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, yeah, just like their own homegrown talent, you know, and they also have ROH now. So, I mean, that's just amazing. Uh, this is – they need to take this ball and run with it now. Like, this is their opportunity. So, however they want to book whoever to be the champion, however they want to, like, book themselves to create great TV and great storylines, this is their opportunity to, to basically take over the, the uh, wrestling scene out of this. And on the WWE side of things, you know, I'm not going to lie. If – I don't know how it's going to work with with um, with Stephanie and Nick Khan. I don't know if the creative direction is going to be largely the same or drastically different, um, especially with TV 14 becoming uh, into play. Um, I have a feeling if Triple H was not running things, but if he was in somewhat involvement, 
I have a strange inclination that we won't be seeing too many megastars back because that seemed like very much a Vince thing to happen. Uh, bringing back like Brock Lesnar for multi-year contracts, bringing back Goldberg for one-off matches, bringing back like all these like legends to come and and fight people for like for um you know just to to have draws. You might see less of that if Hunter was somewhere in in the um process of this however it's been reported that he doesn't really have any like significant role within like you know like creative decisions in this company so far right now after he was took time away from his heart condition and you know what happened to nxt so after that after that after he left so you know if he can get back into somewhat of that role i feel like that we won't be seeing a lot of megastars uh, soon they might be building to the next one after Roman eventually like I want to say pursues his endeavors in Hollywood or whatever he, or continue to be part-time or whatever that sort but yeah I just like for WE's part of things I don't really know if I had to take a guess I would think that for the next couple months I feel like the direction is largely going to stay the same probably won't change until after SummerSlam because then that's when they're going to start building to mania and then we'll see how they progress their stories from there right absolutely and i again i don't i think people need to understand that this is this change isn't going to be noticed right away if there then if there's any significant change at all because like you said triple h who um ran nxt doesn't have the same creative control on the main roster so in those two shows, um, NXT from back in the day and the main roster, WWE television, were extremely different. Now, with Stephanie McMahon, she has had time before as had a creative. Didn't uh, some people, you know, some most people didn't have the best reviews about it. Uh, so, because it, it was very similar to how Vince McMahon does things now. So, you know, we may never see a difference. We may see a difference again. And we don't also know who's going to be the head of creative for real. Uh, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Stephanie, but again, it might be Bruce Pritchard, like you said, which would, I think that could be a, I think that would be very different too. And very interesting. Um, yeah. I've also heard various reports that it could be Kevin Dunn too. So yeah. Personally for me, I don't like that one, but yeah, I don't like it either, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. We will see what happens. And uh, you know, now I think we should talk about the Brock Lesnar situation real quick. Uh, Brock Lesnar was very upset about the news um, backstage reportedly and was about to walk out. Um, I don't, did they say how exactly they got him to come back and do the rest of the show? Or um, Those details I feel like haven't been revealed as of, as of late, but um, I just know that he came back into um, SmackDown during, during the airtime. So like midway through the show, probably when they already like, wrote around him being gone right. which is kind of crazy right and finally i think this is going to be very important because this you're talking about something that changed the direction of wwe nicholas khan you know another a, another nicholas causing problems right uh, <laughs> another <laughs> nicholas causing problems you could say nick he doesn't go by nicholas <laughs> uh, we got it we got nick khan uh, who hasn't been in the WWE system for that long. And now that Vince McMahon has stepped down, he's now the co-CEO with Vince McMahon's daughter, 
Well, I mean, what do you think of Nick Khan's impact in WWE so far and how he's progressed so fast to now being a co-CEO of WWE, from being from former president? Okay, okay. I know we don't have that much time, but I just want to say Nick Khan's involvement so far has been a negative one. A lot of the everything, yeah. the backlash has been mostly because of the releases that he's been doing. I mean, all of these releases that have been happening from since last year to, to uh, early this year to since the pandemic began and all the, the releases that have been happening have been through Nick Khan. And it was because of his direction that made NXT change and morph into this rainbow something main roster little fuddy-duddy that's happening right right now right and it is not like i'm not gonna lie i i really miss black and gold and he was one of the reasons why black and gold eventually perished so like and it's so crazy because they they were only really losing to the ratings in AEW by only a small margin. And that was enough for them to blow up the entire thing and somehow create an even worse product. So yeah. um, That's definitely not going to yeah. AEW right now. Yes. They can't even compete. They can't even sniff competition. At least black and gold was able to at least beat them in a couple of weeks. Like they can't even buy competition with the NXT that they have right now, but that's just my opinion. I think that right now the, the fan backlash is probably pretty strong and they don't think that Nick Khan is going to be able to, you know, meet the needs of a wrestling fan and what they want to see in WWE. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm always trying to be optimistic, but, you know, I, you can't be too happy hearing the words Nick Khan in an even bigger role than he already is right now. Right. And Zoom is about to end us here. I wish we could talk more because this is a topic that has so many different dynamics to it but we do got to wrap up here so i want to thank everyone for coming on to the west nest podcast and checking it out i want to thank nick for being a part of this show and adding his uh take on everything so if you want to watch more of the west nest podcast and you want to check us out follow our instagram underscore west next podcast underscore watch us on spotify make sure to download share with your friends uh, this episode, all you have to do is type in What's Next Podcast. You can also find us on Apple Music and do the same thing. Uh, and also, please share and comment about the post. And, uh, you know, thanks for being a part of us. I appreciate you and love all of you. Have a great, have a great day.